Hallelujah. Okay, everybody who has something to do in the service, be ready to do it at the end of the service. But I'm going to go ahead and preach because I feel like the, the Lord just spoke, just kind of spoke to my heart and said that the, the soil of your hearts are ready to receive the word. So before we go into anything else, I want to plant the seed of the word into your heart this morning. Because so often in America, we get spoiled on having Bibles. How many of you have more than one translation available to you? Now, I'm not about to ask this, um, but I'm going to ask it, but don't raise your hand. How many of us so oftentimes on Sunday morning go, now, where did I put my Bible? And it's in the back seat of the car where we left it when we left church Sunday morning. And it doesn't need to be. If you want victory in your life, it's time to get in the Word of God. Amen? Esther chapter 2, verses 9 through 12. I'm going to read this. And then we're going to go right into the Word. Esther, 9, Esther 2, verses 9 through 12. Listen to the Word of the Lord. The girl pleased him and won his favor. Now listen, if you recall last week, we talked just briefly about how that Esther had not, Esther had not been chosen yet. Vashti was the queen, and she was called before the king and she refused to come. How many of y'all remember that? And we talked a little bit about that event and what took place and, and how that when people say no to the king, he will find someone who will do what he's called them to do. Can you turn that off? I hear it buzzing. Thank you. Whenever the, you, if we, it is up to us to say yes to the king. Because the church of the living God is not plan B, it's plan a. Can you say amen? Everybody say, my heart is receptive. I'm going to hear the word in the name of Jesus. I speak to every lying, distracting demon from hell that will try to distract your ears this morning from hearing the word of the living God. And I command it in Jesus' name to be broken off. No thoughts. Don't you worry about your job. It'll be there tomorrow morning in Jesus' name. And those of you that are unemployed, don't worry about it. The unemployment office will still be there in the morning. But for right now, we're going to get the word and the key to our next season. Amen? Don't you worry about that crazy person you've been trying to date that won't call you back because they'll still be crazy tomorrow. Don't you worry about the next season. Don't worry about anything right now. Say, I will not worry. Because worry chokes the word. And I'm going to receive the word of God today. Can you say amen? Crazy will still be crazy tomorrow. So right now, don't worry. Job will still be job tomorrow. Don't worry. Unless Jesus comes back tonight. Glory to God. All right, so here we go. We're going to launch into the Word. So here was Esther. I mean, here was Vashti. She, she did not receive the invitation to the king. So the king issued a, a decree. Find me another. Find me another. And so all these women were, were, were uh, brought together from all over the kingdom. And Esther was one of these women where she found favor with the king. And this is in... Esther chapter 2. And I wanted to correct something that I said last week, and then we'll move on with the word. Something that I said last week, I said that Esther was an allegory. And it is. It is an allegory. But it's also a historical true story that actually happened. It's the only book in the Bible that doesn't mention God. But yet it's the most prophetic book 
in my opinion, other than the book of Revelation about who we are in Christ. It's a beautiful story. How many of y'all been reading Esther some as we've been in this? You need to read it. It's a beautiful story. And it's, it's a beautiful part of history. But it's also an allegory that teaches us about who we are in Christ Jesus. So here Esther, she's brought before the king and, and she's brought into the king's chain. She's brought into the king's uh, kingdom and, and it's being declared over her that she's going to be prepared. And listen to this. The girl pleased him, the person who was preparing her, and won his favor. Listen, immediately he provided her with her beauty treatments. Everybody say product. He provided her with her beauty treatment. Her weave, her dye, her perfumes, the purification process, and special food. Everybody say special food. Oh, he assigned to her seven maids selected from the king's palace and moved her and her maids into the best place in the harem. Now, I'm not going to talk about a harem. Moving on. Verse 10. That was meant to be funny. There's the LOL. There, there are some things in the Word of God that we just move on to the next. Especially when I was preaching one time and it said David, uh, David's two wives were captured and he went and recovered them both. And I just said, you know, I can't preach on the fact that he had two wives. So let's move on to the next verse. Esther verse 10. Let's look at this. Esther 2 verse 10. Esther had not revealed her nationality and family background because Mordecai had forbidden her to do so. Verse 11. Every day he walked back and forth near the courtyard of the harem to find out how Esther was and what was happening to her. Verse 12. Before a girl's turn came to go to the king, she had to complete 12 months of beauty treatments prescribed for the women. Six months with oil of myrrh and six months with perfumes and cosmetics. And this is how she would go to the king. Anything she wanted was given her to take with her from the harem to the king's palace. Father, right now, I ask you, Lord, to give wisdom from your word in Jesus' name as we learn more about who we are today. In the precious name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Let me tell you what you're going through right now. How many of you have felt like somebody has been grabbing you and pushing you and messing your hair up and pushing you some more and trying to fix your shirt in the spirit realm? How many of y'all have felt pushed around in the spirit realm in some capacity or another in recent weeks and months? Let me tell you what you're going through. You're going through a purification process. You're going through a time when the bad stuff is being knocked off and the good stuff is being applied to your life. You're going through a season, New Covenant Church of Atlanta, where the enemy has been tormenting and where the Holy Ghost has been preparing. I say it like this sometimes. The enemy's trying to kill you from the outside in because he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And the Holy Ghost is trying to kill you from the inside out to make you a new creation and a new creature in Christ Jesus. Basically, the goal of God in all of this, through your trials and tribulations and through the pains of what you're going through, is to get the old man gone and the new man that you are in Christ Jesus living this life. Can you say amen? amen. 
God wants us to walk in the Spirit and not in the flesh. And He's using every possible instrument to get the bad stuff knocked off. It's a purification process that we're going through. Look at your neighbor and say, you're just being purified. Relax. I don't encourage that in the middle of a fight. Oh, you're just being purified. Relax. You want to you see deliverance? Do that. Because the next step you're going to have to say in the name of Jesus, come out. Now, what are some of the methods of purification and preparation? I want to give you two real quick. And then we're going to talk about how to use the word to get you to the next season. Number one in your purification and preparation process is the blood of Jesus. First John 1 9 says this. The blood of Jesus cleanses you from all unrighteousness. Everybody, please say this after me. In the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus cleanses me from all unrighteousness. I want to say this today. You are not worthy in your own strength and in your own power to come before the king. You've got to be purified. Some people may say, well, because you're born a human being, you're a child of God. That is not biblical truth. The only way you can come before the king and become a bride prepared for King Jesus is to be purified by the blood. Now, I know that's Christianity 101, but never let it be said that we don't stand on that ground. Reincarnation doesn't exist. You cannot purify yourself through multiple cycles of life. Because once you depart from the... Amen. It is appointed for every man once to die. And that means women too. And after that, the judgment. The blood of Jesus is the only substance that's ever been shed in this earth to purify us from our sins. I want us to add this to our vocabulary. Please add this to your vocabulary when you go before the Lord. Say this after me. Say, Father, the blood of Jesus cleanses me from all unrighteousness. Forgive me of my sins and wash me in the blood. The blood of Jesus applied to your life removes sin stains. Everybody say glory. Is it the truth? Is it the Bible? Is it the Word? So that's part of your purification process. Second part of your purification process, and this is where we're going. The Word of God. The Word of God. Ephesians 5.26 says that you've been washed by the water of the Word. I'm not going to ask this morning for you to raise your hand with the question I'm about to ask. But I want to ask it, and with all my heart, because I want you to know I love you. I love this congregation. And, and I ain't going to ask you to raise your hand if you believe that. Because <laughs> the people I say, oh, no, he talked to me. I love this people. And so what I'm about to say is out of a heart of love, and I wanted to reassure that. But if you're not in the Word of God outside of Sunday morning, 
you are walking in dangerous territory. Because the Word of God is the source of your faith. And I'm going to talk about that in just a second too. The Word of God is the sword of the Spirit. And the Bible is the Word of God. I want, you to, I want everybody to be alert and hear this this morning. So I want you to slap your neighbor on your knee very gently and say, The Word of God is the Bible. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. And so when we're not in the Word at all, we begin to open ourselves up for an assault of the enemy with no preparation. Just once, I'd love to see one of these old movies that they make where the, everybody goes to war. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Everybody's getting prepared to go to battle. And, and what's that movie with Mel Gibson? That old movie from the 90s? Braveheart. Just once, I'd love to see an, uh, one of these shows where the army all goes to battle and none of them have a weapon in their hand. And the army that's coming against them has their swords and shields and spears. How long do you think that battle's going to last? <laughs> the enemy will be home for dinner, as Derek said. It is true. Because let me tell you something. The devil, you ready? The enemy has demonic influences on assignment for all of us. And he knows our weaknesses. He knows what sends us spiraling. He knows what sends us off into left field. Are you? Is everybody hearing me this morning? The devil knows how to provoke somebody to say certain things to you. Even God's children. So whenever we don't prepare ourselves with the Word and get the Word in our heart, every day is like going into battle with no weapon. One of the greatest tools of God and the kingdom of God is Facebook. One of the greatest tools of the devil is Facebook. And in a moment, somebody can post a status. And somebody goes, that's about me. <laughs> How dare they say that? Are y'all with me? Now, you may say, well, Pastor, that, you, you're making that up. No, I'm not. And one of the reasons I'm saying this is we have to have the sword of the Spirit. And a familiarity with the Word of God that gets us in a place where when the enemy comes at us with something, the first thing out of our soul is not a curse word. Oh, listen. Okay, I, I pray everybody's receiving this word, and I'm going to try to hurry because we got announcements still. But here, listen. How do I say this? When we curse, this is going to be an oversimplification. When we curse, we curse. Blessings and cursings are at air. Everybody point at your tongue. Ah. It's a little red devil 
knocking at the pearly gates. <laughs> Thank you. That was but up. But blessings and cursings, life and death are in the power of the Proverbs 18:21. Pastor Jack presented a beautiful message on this a few weeks ago. But when we curse, we open a door for a curse. And you may say, well, Pastor, the Lord understands what I say that. Stop it. <laughs> Of course he understands. It's called sin. He understands when somebody's in adultery and fornication. He knows what it is. It's called sin. He understands it fully. The Lord also understands when we open our mouth and say stupid things. Now, fortunately, the blood of Jesus can close that door. But every time you curse, you're bringing a curse. Give you an example. Okay, is everybody still with me this morning? I'm really trying to tr transmit the word as God's put it in my heart. You're walking through the house at night, and it's 2 a.m. in the morning, and you don't want to turn the light on. You're walking through, and your pinky toe jams up against the, the table. <laughs> Let me explain a spiritual principle. If you curse... You are opening a door for the enemy to come in and bring a curse to that accident. Thus, accidents slowly begin to happen more and more and more. Why is my toe hurting so bad? Why do I keep falling down the stairs? Why do I keep bumping into things? Why do I keep hitting my head? Because every time you do it, you go, blank it! Everybody repeat after me. In the name of Jesus, a guard is set over my mouth. I will bless and not curse. In Jesus' name. James said that your tongue is like a rudder. Whatever you set a course for, whether it's for adventure and if your mind's on a new romance, the love boat. Okay. Okay, just stop that. Let's just, okay, let's move on. Your, your tongue is a, a rudder that sets a course for your life. James said it. He also said it's like a bit in a horse's mouth. Whatever you navigate with your words becomes the course for your life. So when you begin to curse, you're leading your life down the path of a curse. You just sowed a seed. So here we do. If we as the people of God or worldly people take seeds of curses, we're throwing it out into the ground of the spirit realm, and all of a sudden we're standing out in the middle of a, of a field of curses, and we're going, whoa. So we need to begin to arrest our words and begin to replace our words with the Word. Now, there's so much more I can say about this, but I'm just going to suffice it to say, your purification process, 
the odors and the fragrances were given to Esther so that she could be pleasing to the king. We need to have odors and aromas coming out of our mouth. (laughs) Spiritual aromas. Fragrances of praise. Fragrances of adoration. I speak blessings over you today. Whatever that means to you in Jesus' name. I speak blessings to you today in Jesus' name. I speak blessings to you in Jesus' name. We need to learn how to speak blessings. Even if we just use the word blessing. How are you? I'm blessed. How are you? Well, the bell's been on my back. My aunt one time, she told me this story. She said, she said, and this is this is an aunt who doesn't really believe some of the things we believe. But she told me, she said, I think there's something to this confessing the word. She said, she said, because one time I was sick and somebody said, how are you? And she said, well, I have to die to get better. She said, after I said that, I nearly died. She said, I was in the hospital. They had to put me on a, a treatment. This was my aunt. And I, I, anyway, I won't say any more than that because this is being recorded. <laughs> but she nearly died. Is it truth to say I'm sick? Yes. That's truth. And you need to say it. Don't lie. Don't say, I'm not sick. <laughs> but you need to begin to replace your words with the word of God. You may have the flu. Somebody says, how are you? Well, I have the flu, but by his stripes, I was healed in the name of Jesus. We need to begin to stir our faith and we need to shake off the heavy bands that the enemies placed on us. Amen. This is part of our purification process. Can, can y'all give me five more or ten more minutes? Can y'all give me just a few more minutes? Is it hot in here? Cold? How many of you are hot? How many of you are cold? How many of you are just right? See, that's why the people of God can't vote on nothing. All right, let's. Let's go to Revelation chapter 2. I'm going to read just several passages of Scripture. Esther was being prepared to rule and reign. You, New Covenant, are being prepared to rule and reign. Let's go to Revelation chapter 2, verse 7. He who has an ear, everybody say, I have an ear. To hear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give the right to eat from the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. Go to Revelation 2.17. Everybody read this with me, if you will, please. It's from the NIV. If you have it, or do we have it up here? 2.17. Do we have that one? Okay, Um, I'll read it, and if it comes up, start reading with me. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give some of the hidden manna. I will also give him a white stone with a new name written on it, known only to him who receives it. Now let's jump down to verse 26. To him who overcomes and does my will to the end, I will give authority over the nations. 
All right, now let's go to 321. Revelation 321. To him who overcomes, I will give the right to sit with me on my throne, just as I overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. Let's go to Revelation 21, 7. Revelation 21, 7. He who overcomes will inherit all this, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. What is the one phrase that you saw over and over and over in that passage? I'm about to sling this microphone. If it hits you, we'll pray for healing. What's the one phrase? Overcomes. Did you see all the benefits of overcoming? You're going to rule and reign. There's something here. The level of our victory and overcoming in this life, the trials and the tribulations, will determine our degree of reward over there. Now, let me say this. Salvation is free. Everybody say this after me. Salvation is free. Amen? When you say, Lord Jesus, I want a personal relationship with you, you're saved. When you enter into that personal relationship and you call on his name and you repent of your sins, you get into a right relationship with him because you've called on his name. Everybody say amen. amen. But that ain't your reward. Just because you get in doesn't mean you're going to get a lot. There are degrees of reward. I want, And when you seal out this life, when you come to the end of this life, that is the determination. This is the seed of our reward there. Everybody say amen to that. So when we close this life off, that is the seed. So our level of overcoming victory glory to God, in this life will determine our level of reward over there. Think about... Yes! I'm not making this up. This is the Word of God. And you just saw a multitude of Scriptures. To Him that overcomes, your level of reward is determined... By the victory that you walk in in this life. Your salvation is free. You get into heaven. Everybody say glory. But I just don't want to get into heaven. I want to, st I want to bust heaven wide open. I want to go into heaven and Jesus look at me and say, Well, done. Thou good and faithful servant. You started off in the country of South Georgia. In the Redneckville. <sighs> you a gay homosexual redneck, but greater was he that was in you than he that was in the world. And you kept speaking the word. And you kept overcoming. And every time the enemy come against you, you declared what I said. So well done, thou good and faithful servant. I want to hear him say it. Do you want to hear him say it? Yes. Amen. So overcoming is a vital aspect to our reward and glory. It's our preparation process to rule and reign with him. Well, how do we overcome? First John 5, 4. How do we overcome? This is the victory that overcomes the world. Even our faith. Everybody say it with me. This is the victory that overcomes the world. 
even our faith. So if you want overcoming victory, you've got to have well, you got to have faith. Everybody say amen. So if faith, okay, look at this. I want to be an overcomer. So to be an overcomer, I have to have what? Okay, so I got to have faith. Let's backtrack it a little bit. I want to overcome so that I'll inherit the promises whenever I get into the kingdom of God and my reward. Is everybody with me? Yes. So I want that. So I've got to have all right, so in order to have faith, to have that, what do I have to have? Romans ten seventeen. everybody turn there. So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing the message is heard through the word of Christ. I'll quote it from King James. I don't like that translation. So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. How does faith come into your life? Hearing the word of God. Everybody say faith, faith. comes by hearing the word of God. I want to overcome. You with me? So I got to have. Okay, I got to have faith. So how do I get faith? By hearing the word of God. Okay, one more time. I'm going to take you through the steps. We're going to get this. Amen. I want to overcome. So I need faith. I get faith by hearing the word of God. Now, how do I hear the word of God? Some of us say, well, it's every Sunday morning. Well, my Lord, if all you're ever hearing the word of God is just on Sunday morning. How do we hear the word of God? We need to speak it. We need to read it and preach it to ourselves. We need to preach to ourselves. If you've never preached to yourself, you need to start. You need to start saying, Randy Morgan. Don't say Randy Morgan. You can if you want to. But just say your name. In the name of Jesus, I'm an overcomer because the word says I'm an overcomer. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. The enemy is in the world. I'm an overcomer because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. So I need to overcome. So I need faith. And I get faith by hearing the word of God. And I hear the word of God by confessing the word of God. Everybody say, I confess the word. Learn to confess the word. Learn to get in the word and say it. When you read something, say it. When, when you read it, preach it to yourself. This is your preparation process. This is the oil and the myrrh and the fragrances that are being given you, New Covenant Church of Atlanta, to be an asteric people that will rise up and smell like a royalty person. A royal person. That will rise up and give the fragrance of the king because we say what he says. Glory to God. I know I'm preaching loud. <laughs> By the way, if you're gay, God loves you. <laughs> of course, if you're straight, God loves you. You're transgender. God loves you. Amen. But we're moving past some of the elementary things of the gospel. And we're getting into some stuff that will cause us to get overcoming faith that will lead us into busting heaven wide open. So to overcome, which is my goal, I need to get faith. I need to 
hear the word. And to hear the word of God, I need to confess the word of God. Confess means homologeo in the Greek. Confess is homologeo in the Greek. Homologeo. Everybody know what homo is? It means the same. Everybody say the same. Logeo means word. Confess means to say the same word as God says. So here's God's word. When I begin to confess it and preach it to my own heart, I begin to believe it. I begin to hear it. It builds my faith. My faith leads me to overcoming. This is the victory that overcomes the world. Even our faith. Homo logeo. Don't name your dog Homo logeo. It's a great name. Okay. We must hold fast our confession of faith. Is what the word says. When hell, hell is coming against you. Right. Two syllables. When the devil is a lie and he stole your pork chops. Jonathan Ford went through a drive. I'm going to tell this story. Went through a Mrs. Winters drive through He said, I want your pork chop biscuit. Because they have great pork. And they said, we quit selling those. And the first thing out of his mouth, the devil's a liar. He wanted that pork chop biscuit. Glory to God. When the devil is coming against you in every direction. Listen, Michelle LaFabure, where I think she's out this morning. She's on live stream. Here's how bad the enemy is. Hit her with an 18-wheeler yesterday in her car. She's fine, but she's sore. Christian Segura on a moped hit by a car. He's fine. Deacon Chuck, the devil threw a car at him. He's fine. How many of you have been through some stuff? Emotionally, physically. That word you gave, and this is why I decided to preach before we did anything else. We have got to draw a line in the sand. The devil's not been able to do some things because the Lord drew grace lines. Now it's time for us to get on the offensive. I don't want us to just be on the defensive. It's time to declare by moving into this location, we got into the offensive. Now, we just can't sit around and go, well, bless God. I'll get to church on Sunday, maybe. And if I get to church, I'll hear the word and that'll be the source of my. Uh -uh. We need to be radical about our holiness because we've just had a big old target sign painted on us. We need to be radical about getting in the Word. How many of y'all have had that sinus gunk in the past month? Bad devil. Right? So what we're going to do is we're going to confess the Word. I want everybody to stand for just a moment. And then we're going to go back. Words in, in the service.
Don't worry about the keyboard. Just, I want everybody to, to lift your hands. And I want to give you an example of this. I want you to repeat after me. In the name of Jesus, I declare, I choose to rejoice. I release my faith for divine appointments. I choose to walk in victory. I am protected because I dwell under the shadow of the Almighty. The greater one lives inside of me. The greater one who is greater than the enemy lives inside of me. I am safe from harm. Disease cannot come near me. Sickness will not come near me. In the name of Jesus. My family is safe. In the name of Jesus. My faith is the victory that overcomes the world. I live victoriously over sin. The devil is under my feet. I live victoriously over any and all attacks of the enemy. God, your word shall not return void, but it'll accomplish what it was sent forth to do. My heart is guarded. I do not get an offense. I will not be offended. By anything. My heart is protected. My mind is protected. By the word of the living God. I am in your word. And I receive your word. Which is able to save my soul. My mind, my will, and my emotions. In Jesus' name. And everybody said. Give the Lord a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. His word shall not, shall not, shall not return void. When the enemy come against Jesus, he said, it is written. When the enemy told Jesus in the, in, during his temptation, if you'll just throw yourself off this, this place, then, then I'll make you a ruler over many things. Jesus said, Satan, it is written. And he kept saying, it is written. And he would quote scripture at the devil. I tell you, we need to start quoting Scripture over our lives. We need to start meditating on it. We need to start getting in it. We need to get a little promise book. Here's a book called God's Creative Power Will Work for You. And it's a powerful little book. And I wanted to show it as an example with confessions in it. If you'll speak what the Word says and declare what the Word says, supernatural power will become accessible and available to you. Can you say amen? Man, God wants us plugged into His Word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give the Lord one more hand clap of praise. Well, hallelujah. Praise God. Go ahead and sit down for one more minute. John, can you come on up and start playing Amber? Where are you at? Come up and do the announcements. We're going to take up the offering in just a second. And then we're going to close the service. I'll let you know how we're going to close the service as soon as we're done with this part. Amen. Amen. Well, hey, y'all. 
I cannot follow that up. There's no way. Um, so just glory to God. Um, the only thing that I could think to say earlier um, that I wanted to share was when we were up here singing, I was raised Pentecostal. And honey, I wanted to run. I wanted to shout. And there ain't enough room on this platform. We'll so. do it now. <laughs> Woo! I wanted to get going. And I tell you what, the enemy has been on my case because I am so nervous in front of people. But honey, when you shout and when you give God the praise, it don't matter who's in here looking at me. It don't matter. It don't matter because I'm covered. Amen, I'm covered. So announcements. If anybody's new, <laughs> I won't make you wave because I'm not Sister Cheryl. She does that too good. So if you're new, welcome. Bless you. We love you. Come back. Stay. Stay a while. Otherwise, um, transformed is tonight at 6 o'clock for anybody that wants to come. Everybody's welcome. Um, let's see, what else? On February the 26th, that's next Saturday night at 6 p.m., we're doing Daughters of the King practice. So if, um, if you need to be here for singing, for anything, just come, be here, show up, and we'll find something for you to do. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll find something for you to do. Um, also, Whirly Ball, if you are um, with 732 or Transformed or anything and you want to play Whirly Ball, today's the day to have your deposit or your money to see Jacob. Where is he? Jacob, over here. See Jacob. Um, it's $20, and if you are unable to pay or something, see him. We'll work something out. See him. Also, um, Northeast Home Group is Tuesday at 730 at Russ's house. Russ, anybody that doesn't know Russ, that's Russ. So if you're in the Northeast area, see Russ. In Town Home Group is at Jeff Carl's house, 7 p.m. on Wednesday. So see, see them for that. And also, new members class number three is today after church. So if you want to be a member, you want to do anything, see Lisa. Lisa, there you are. <laughs> see her. And praise God. Praise God, everybody. Um, wonderful to be in the house of the Lord. And I had a little something I was going to say, but something that Apostle just said kind of hit me. And I think that everybody was so excited to move into this new facility. And the excitement is still there, but I think we got a little complacent. And it's like, okay, now we're in. But guess what? We're not done. We're not done. We've got some stuff that we need to finish up, and we need your help. We need this kind of help, and we need this kind of help. So, a lot of that, yeah. Okay, that wasn't playing. Um, we had talked, Michael and I had talked, weeks ago and and we were we kind of gave ourselves a goal and we said okay we need to have all this stuff done by immersed in July okay but the Holy Spirit spoke to me last Sunday when the announcement was given for revival with Evelyn Dennis Shade coming in and 
kind of get a little slapped around every now and then, and the Holy Spirit just kind of said, what are you waiting on? Why wait till July? Get it done now. Because there's going to be a beautiful, elegant lady and her husband coming in. Not that he's not beautiful and elegant, but I doubt he'll have his little pink hand. Um, but I'd like to get as much done as we possibly can. There are two or three main things, and I think everybody in here would agree. I've heard many people mention we need some new ceiling tiles out in the foyer, in the hallway, in the kitchen, in the living room. Another thing we need is a floor in there, in that hallway. We need uh, baseboard, yeah, wall-based molding. Thank you. We need that done. We need thresholds put down for the doors. The other thing we're going to need that we're there's some empty seats right now, but when we get for get here for revival and for immersed. There's going to be a lot of people standing up, so we need to get at least another 100 chairs. Because the doors are going to be open and the people are going to be coming in. So we don't want to make people stand up and get nervous and all that. So all of this is stuff that we need to get done. I'd like to get it done within three weeks. So let me know if you can help physically because there's going to be a couple of Fridays and Saturdays that we're going to come in here and knock it out. And I know we've got people that can do it. Okay? So what we need from you, uh, Corey, Boya, thank you for doing this. Um, I called Corey, the, well, actually first Lynn called me and said, God told me we need to do it now. And I was like, now, define now. She's like, next few weeks. I'm like, oh my Lord, I'm going out to hell. Um, so Corey was nice enough to pull this together for me. But here, here's the deal. We're asking 50 people or more to donate $100. Now, I know some of you are facing hard times. Um, and some of you in our in your households may be able to do more than one square. Pray about that. Um, but please sign up. There, even if you don't want your name to be known, there's someone even already already put their name down as anonymous. That's fine. But I want this board filled by the end of the day. By the time we finish this service, please get the money to me as soon as possible. Come on, guys. We we this is the house of God. I, Israelites spent lifetimes building the temple of God. What's it for us just to come up with an extra hundred dollars? If you can't, if you can't make a hundred dollars, give me what you can, and I'll co-op you together on a, on, a, on a square. But just try to dig deep. Give up Starbucks for a month if you ha- if you have to. I know that's hard, but how much more important is it to, for the house of God to have what it needs? Okay. So this will be out in the front when you leave this morning. Please feel free to sign your name on it. Um, we want this board filled by the time you leave. Give me the money, uh, please. Uh, if you happen to give it to Deacon Chuck, please specify that it is for the um, the building fund, okay? We love you guys. Thank you very much. I'm here to take up the offering. What amazing message you just heard by Pastor Randy about the Word of God. And, you know, as you look at the Word of God, we, we know tithing is in the Word. You know, God says, tithe, give our offering. But uh, as much as it is a commandment, it's also an activation of our faith. Every time we release that offering, that tithe, and that offering, God's going to bless it. God knows your needs. God knows our needs. And every and it says here in 2 Corinthians, verse 8. Actually, I'm just going to be out of the Talking about different versions. 
This is so powerful. Verse 8. And God is able to make all grace, which is every favor and earthly blessing, come to you in abundance so that you may always, under all circumstances, and whatever the need and the self-sufficient, possessing enough to require no aid or support and furnished in abundance for every good work and charitable donation. That's the Amplified Version. Basically, it's saying God's not limited by stock markets. He's not limited by whatever's happening in the economy. As we release the tithe, release your offering, it's an activation of faith. God is going to take care of us. The ushers are here. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you today, first and foremost, for the word you've given today. And we're going to digest on what it is to be in your word all week long. We thank you for what you say about giving. And as we release our tithes and our offerings today, God, we thank you that you're a mighty God. You can do abundantly above what we ask or think. God, provide jobs. You provide employment. Increase the storehouse of our seed. Lord, bless this offering. Bless both the gift and the giver. In Jesus' name. Take your offerings in your hands. And I want to get in faith with what Russ said just now. How many of you want to be debt free? Debt can be a curse. Boy, I feel the anointing on me right now. We're going to change the course of some of our finances right now with the word of our mouth. Let's speak what God says about our finances. Hold that seed in your hand right now and say this in the name of Jesus. My God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen, amen. Go ahead and take up your offer. Hallelujah. Release your faith. Brother Robert, I'd rather 
have Jesus, then man's applause. I'd rather be faithful to His dear cause. Oh yes, I'd rather have my Jesus than worldwide fame. I'd rather stand to our feet all over this place this morning. We're going to close the service. Altar ministry workers, if you would come right now. Those that are scheduled for today, come and face the congregation. Now we're going to dismiss. Some of you need healing in your bodies. Some of you need healing in your hearts. But today, as we close this service, heaven and earth will pass away. That's what the Word says. But His Word endures forever. His Word will endure forever. So today, whatever your situation, if you need the Word spoken over your life, there are altar ministry workers up here that will speak the Word over your situation. Where's Denise? Everybody, would you just point your right hand to faith? How long is she going to be gone? Three weeks. Going to where? Asia. Heavenly Father, we just thank you right now for protection in Denise's life. Father, we speak that the kingdom of God goes with her wherever she goes. We thank you that her footsteps are ordered of you. Wherever she goes, Lord, your kingdom will be expanded. We ask you to use her for your glory and your honor. In Jesus' precious name. And everyone said, amen, amen. This morning, if you're here and you don't know Jesus, you need to. He'll love you with an everlasting love. A love like no one else can give. No spouse can give you the love that Jesus gives. No family member, no nobody. No nobody. 
Jesus. If you don't have the baptism in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, you need to be full of the Holy Ghost to live this life victoriously. If you're in debt up to your eyeballs and it causes you stress, you need to be free from that curse in your life. If you are wounded in spirit and can't seem to get past it, you need to be free. Because God wants a people that will live an overcoming life. In order to overcome, we need... In order to have faith, we must... Speak the word of God. Amen. Whatever you need in your life today, whatever it is, these altar ministry workers are going to be here to minister to you. So what I want you to do as we dismiss this service, I'm going to pray and then I'm going to release you. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to minister to one another. I want you to ask these questions. Are you saved to one another as you hug each other? Do you need to be saved? If they say yes, help them get to this altar. If they say yes, I mean, if they say no, help them get to this altar. If they say yes, do you need the Holy Ghost? Help them get to this altar. But I want everybody in this place to take responsibility for ministering to one another. Do you have any need in your life? If they say yes, just come with them. And stand with them. And even if a line forms, that's perfectly fine. These altar ministry workers are here to speak the word into your life. If everyone would, just lift your hands one more time. Father, this morning I speak freedom over this house. I speak blessings over this house. I declare that every curse is cursed. I declare that every seed of curses that people have placed in their lives... Father, this morning we pray crop failure in Jesus' name. We apply the blood to that atmosphere of the Spirit where words have been spoken that have set lives on destructive paths. Father, in the name of Jesus, I speak blessings. Everybody say blessings. Father, I speak openness to the Spirit right now. And Father, I declare that we'll walk in Your way and we'll love You passionately as we co-labor with You. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen. You're dismissed. Ask each other, do you need prayer today? Do you need to be saved? And if you do, help them come to this altar to be prayed for right now. And don't let one person leave without a hug. You are dismissed. Hallelujah.